And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him, him Abram, and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Possessor of everything. You see, who owns everything? God. And the priest of the Most High God came to educate Abraham, who owns everything. Watch. And blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he. Hallelujah. You notice, the Bible says that even Jesus is ministering under the order of Melchizedek. That he was made as the son of God. No father, no mother. He has has the same grace of an endless life. And God sent Melchizedek to educate Abraham. This thing that just happened, don't you ever think that is the training you give to your men that give you victory over four kings. And before Jesus was thought of on the earth, hmm, he brought bread and wine. This is the first communion. He's saying, you don't know him yet. He hasn't come to the earth, but it was him that fought your battle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey. Bless the Lord. Watch now. Watch. He says, the moment Abram understood who fought the fight for him, the response was, here's my tithe. Why do people struggle with tithing? You don't know that it's God that gave you the brain you have. You don't know that it's God that made you smart. That it's God that gave you the job. It's God that created the opportunity for you. That's why you struggle with tithing. But once that clears up for you, you have no hesitation. You'll be glad to give him a tenth. Do you know that it's God that's giving you everything you have? That it should be a joy for you to give him just a portion. Hallelujah. Watch. In them, you know, crooked things I was reading. The writer said that 
Abraham only gave tithes once. And that before he gave tithes, that he was already blessed. So it was not tithing that blessed him. And that afterwards, he never gave any other tithes. So, I said, okay, Lord, what do you say about this? I want to hear your perspective. He said, first of all, I blessed the man. Nobody knew me on the earth. I came and revealed myself to him. And I started blessing him. But that doesn't mean that I taught him all the covenants in one day. I used his victory over the kings. And I sent Melchizedek to him to teach him tithing. And then after that, he said there was no priest available for him to tithe to. Are you hearing? If you cannot hear from God, these people will deceive you. But God explained the whole thing to me. If it was necessary, if God had a temple or a house to fund, then Abraham will be going to church every Sunday. Or every Saturday. And then he will be tithing. But this one, he was everything. Nobody else knew God. So who would he tithe to? So this stupid... So I'm telling you these things, so when you run into them things, you have the answer. Then they ask you, where do you go to church? I say, here, you need to come and sit your butt down so you can learn something. So you stop deceiving people and spreading curses. Because I haven't seen one person teaching this thing that's prosperous. And when you look in them, they're venomous. They're so angry about people like me that God has blessed. And they want to shut it down. That's what all the people that left me, they left thinking, okay, you watch. He's going down. And I came here and I was thundering what God will do. And one of them said, yeah, he's just comforting himself by saying all these things. But you can see, (laughs) everything I said, and now we're saying bigger things, better things. We, we, we were flying along, and Elder Thomas said, you know, look at here. I never thought in this life that I would be sitting in a private jet. Amen. And who knew about raising altars? Amen. He said, when I look at you, I don't just see you as an apostle. I see you as somebody that got stuff in them I need to tap into. I want to get some more of what you got. I told you the country wisdom. I listen closely. Amen. <laughs> Glory. I listen closely. I mean, the grace of God will bring you to rims. You didn't think were possible. Here's one of the dumbest things I read in that thing. They said that teaching tithing is minimizing the sacrifice of Jesus. Listen to these people. He said that God said, if you didn't tithe, that a curse issues, issues. Hmm? He said, but Jesus has delivered us from every curse. So there is no issue. 
If you don't tithe, there is no curse. You see how slick this thing is? So I said, okay, Lord, what do you say? He said, this is laughable. <laughs> Watch. He said, now, if you don't tithe, and a curse you know, sets in, and Jesus delivers you from that curse, then next month you don't tithe, then a curse shows up. So how many times is he going to deliver you? <laughs> That's the first dumb, dumbness of the thing. He said, secondly, he said, son, do you know anything in this kingdom that happens automatically? He said, check those that are preaching. Haven't I healed you by my stripes? How come you're sick? If I tell you that I remove curses from you, I didn't tell you that because you got saved, all the curses left. You have to use your faith to obtain that. There's nothing automatic in this kingdom. Why would you want to be treading in places where God says there are curses? Watch now. He says he has delivered us from the curse because he was made a curse. Why? It is written, cursed is anyone that hangs on it. But why did he do it? He said that the blessing <laughs> he said that what Abraham had, or Abraham had, from his relationship with God, which was done by faith, Amen. not by the law, Amen. will come on us Gentiles. Amen. Watch. He didn't say, so you, we will get all the money. He said that we might receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what was the blessing? The Spirit. Amen. <laughs> that the glory will rest on me. Breaking curses of me. Causing everything I touch to prosper. <laughs> hey. It is us that don't know what we receive. That's why you will even have time to entertain these fools. Huh? He said the glory came on you. Jesus had to die for what Abraham received to get on me as a Gentile so that the Holy Spirit will indwell me and be upon me so when I touch anything, the curse will lift from it. These are some of the things I celebrate. I've never encountered anybody personally whose life remained the same. Nobody I've ever encountered did not prosper. Everybody that submits to what I'm doing. But before I close, I want Minister Art to come and give you this testimony. Hallelujah. first ministry that I was a part of that I got saved in was a Baptist church. And I got saved in that church and before my salvation uh, as, a non, as an unbeliever, the uh, ministry there discussed tithing 
But quite frankly, I wasn't clear on what tithing even meant. I got saved, and it was started to become a little clearer, but admittedly, I was naive. And so when I tithed the first time, I was debating whether it was 10% gross or 10% net. Because again, I had no idea what tithing meant at that point. So my first tithe check was 10% net. Once I got into their new members class, a few months later, I realized that it was supposed to be 10% gross. So when I tithe after getting that understanding, I tithed 10% gross, and by God's grace was a consistent tither until I left that church two years later and joined the ministry that Apostle came out of. Now, when I joined that ministry, I had a friend. Her name was Mary. And I was still very new in my walk. And at that time, I considered Mary as a person with prophetic giftings that had experiences with God. And I also didn't have anyone to verify or vet what I'm getting ready to tell you. When I joined the ministry, I didn't know Apostle yet. I didn't meet Apostle until a year later when I was a student in his prayer counseling class. Well, one day, Mary came to me and said, you know, God told me to tell you that he knows that you are faithful in giving to a building. But what he wants you to do is redirect your tithes away from a building and help people that are struggling. Uh, the rationale that she said was is that, yeah, you're giving consistently, but there's people around you that are hurting. And that those are the people that God wants you to help. Don't give your money to a building. Again, I didn't know Apostle at that time. I knew who he was, but we didn't have a relationship. So there was no way for me to verify or vet what I heard. And because I trusted her, I took that recommendation. And so I stopped tithing. And so there was a family in the church at that time that uh, I gave money to. And then from that point forward, for the next three years, Every time I got paid, my account ran a deficit between $400 and $500 a pay period. So if when I was getting paid, I was getting paid on the 15th and the last day of the month. There's 12 months in a year. That's 24 pay periods times three years. 72 pay periods straight. My account, every time I got paid, was between $400 and $500 overdraft. So when my paycheck came in, that money was already wiped out and could not recover. Even when the year turned around, like January 1st, I would have this uh, desire to give, but quite frankly, I just couldn't. I had no faith filled with fear to give. So this went on three years straight. One day, this is significant, I was at a friend's house and we were looking at the scriptures and God spoke to me from a text about tithing, but the text had nothing to do with tithing. The scripture is in Revelation 3. The scripture says that 
he, God was giving a commendation to the church at Sardis. And he said that you have a name that is alive, but you're really dead. He said, be watchful and strengthen what remains for it is ready to die. For I've not found your works perfect before God. That text ministered to me from tithing. What that text ministered to me was that, as Apostle said earlier in this message, that we don't understand, like Adam and Eve, and we don't understand what death really means. We think death means physical death. We don't understand that death means separation from God. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, because I was bewitched by my friend Mary to follow this thing that she told me, that not only was I a walking corpse, I was a professing believer, but in the realm of the spirit, I was really dead. But that I was an imposter believer. He said that you have a name that's alive, but you are actually dead. But yet, he came with an encouragement. He said, be watchful and strengthen what remains, for it is ready to die. That gave me hope that even though for three years, 72 pay periods of not giving, not tithing consistently, there was still something left that if I used my faith on what was left, that God would be able to strengthen it. I also didn't realize how significant that text was because at the time that that was given to me, I was not aware that God had already come to apostle and told him to get up and start your ministry. And at the time that I was confronted with that, he was already starting Resurrection House for All Nations where dead things come to life. I had no clue. So the moment I joined Resurrection House for All Nations, a few months later, same bills, same income, immediately, what I could not do for three years straight, I was able to do that Sunday. It was amazing, given that just two weeks prior, I just bought clothes. Just two weeks before, I just bought clothes. The moment came down and said the member's pledge and he received me as a member that Sunday, nothing changed but that grace that's resident in the house, that's resident and part of the name, that I can testify that truly dead things were able to come alive. And I was able to give consistently as if I had no issues. It was almost like that three years didn't even exist. There wasn't even a struggle. Should I give? Should I not give? That grace fell immediately. Amen. From that time forward until now. In addition to that, I will just say that God increased me 5x in my total compensation from what I was making at that point. So if you think of a number and multiply that by five, that's what the grace of God at Resurrection House for All Nations did for me. Amen. Even though he did good, <laughs> he didn't still quite hate it. 
No, he came to church and he tithed. Same income, same bills. And that month, he wasn't short anymore. That's the punchline that was missing. Great testimony, but that's what I want you to see. That supernatural thing kicked in. But look at the snake that came in. They're messing people up. Who is Sister Mary? She's probably behind in her own bills. These are people that are coveting a ministry and God won't give them one. So they go around attacking churches and attacking pastors. (laughs) See for yourself what the covenant of God is producing. And it belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Belongs to you. Amen. You should receive it. And purpose that you will no longer touch God's portion in your money. Whether you, you think you have money to pay your bills or not, put God first. Amen. And leave him with the consequences. Amen. Let's see if his mighty hand won't show up. Hallelujah. I can bet my life on it that his mighty hand will show in America, in Atlanta. Hallelujah. Beloved, I'm so blessed that God is using me to clarify all the confusion out there in the minds of men. I did read the article of a naysayer giving all these reasons why tithing is not to be. And I took time to seek the Lord and get his answers. Tithing for me is not something I read in the Bible. That's why I'm doing it. First of all, I was tithing even before I got saved. (laughs) My parents taught us tithing. Then I got saved and was tithing. And then when I came to America, I fell into hard times. And I thought that people like me should have been exempt because I was making a total of $610 a month. It was God that came to me and said I must tithe because he will not be able to fulfill his covenant promises in my life if I did not tithe. So I'm beyond the realm of debate with anyone. But watch. I went into the discourse of these naysayers to show by revelation the true answers to their issues. So I hope you followed the explanations and the teachings about Abraham and how God blessed him. He was the only man that God revealed righteousness by faith to and taught him faith and blessed him. And then when he met the kings and overcame them, Melchizedek was sent to him who taught him tithing. And Melchizedek brought bread and wine to testify that he was the Lord Jesus, Uh the captain of the host, the same one that met Joshua before the battle of Jericho. He says, as the captain of the host of the Lord have I come. I'm not for you, I'm not for your enemies. 
but the people that will do this fighting, that will bring the walls of Jericho down. That's who I came to command. Yes, the same Jesus. He is the Lord of the tithe. Amen. Beloved, do you understand these things? So that's why Melchizedek brought bread and wine. So Abraham will know, or Abraham will know the source of his victory. And without a Bible, he gave him tithes of all. And we showed clearly. After that, there was no priest for Abraham to, Abraham to tithe to. There was no church. There was no nothing. All those things came later. No man who is hearing from God would teach against tithing. It's a deception from the enemy. That is God's plan to finance his kingdom. How would the gospel be preached? Hmm? If you're going to do it by television, how would you pay the television? If you're going to do it by crusades, how would you organize and pay for the meeting? How would you sustain ministry staff that are laboring day and night? We are here recording. Everybody's enjoying their Christmas holidays. We're in the studio. How would you take care of these families? This is dumb and stupid. <laughs> May God open your eyes. Run for your life. Run from the deception in the land. God will save you and deliver you and bless you and remove curses from you. In Jesus' mighty name. The next level is this one that I'm preaching about marriage. And so Satan jumped into Eve uh, and Eve then seduced Adam who now rebelled against the commandments of the Lord. And that's what they're teaching. No, if the devil has jumped into your wife, she needs ministry. She needs to repent. She needs to humble herself and get under the authority God has given to her and join her husband to serve God. The husband is not there to serve her. Husband is there to serve God. And she is called to help him serve God. Not for him to leave God. And then start serving her. I went to a man's church in Ozark, Alabama. Service was great. I saw the wife there. I felt like, my God, why? She had very short clothes on. And some of her thighs, inner thighs were showing. I said, this is inappropriate for a Sunday morning. But anyway, I didn't think much of it. He preached good and it was a blessed service. And we left. Later on, I heard that that woman got sick. And he put up his airplane, canceled all his ministry engagements, and said that this was his first ministry and priority. Ninety days later, he died. The woman he went to tell recovered. And I see her preaching. <laughs> I said, how dumb and stupid can you get? I remember when Fred Price was alive, his wife had cancer, and people were speaking against him because he didn't cancel anything. He kept taking care of God's business and God's kingdom. They said it was his meanness that caused his wife to get cancer. When it was the woman's fault, she was not drinking water and eating vegetables. She's still alive. You can confirm everything I'm saying. And Fred Price kept on serving God. And one day God healed the woman completely. That's how you do it. Keep God first and everything works for you. <laughs> God sent a woman to help the man serve God. He never sent the woman for the man to leave God and start serving the woman. That's error. And anybody preaching that will end up in delusion. Just like Adam did. Amen. God bless you, beloved. Oh, I'm way over time. We keep preaching the word of God unapologetically and believe God that this generation will be turned around and serve God in spirit and in truth. 
God bless you. Come to church Sunday morning. I will see you here at Voice of Resurrection next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye.